0: people. Thank you so much for tuning back in to the Surviving the Suck podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me, Kevin Atwood, who's going to share a little bit about his experience with losing someone to suicide. So I do want to provide a trigger warning about suicide loss, suicide ideation, mental illness, and really if you're just not in a good place, maybe think twice about listening to this episode just to make sure that you're feeling good. And you're okay to continue on because you come first, you matter. You can survive the suck, but take care of you first. So without further ado, here is the next episode with Kevin Atwood. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Surviving the Suck podcast. And I know I say every episode that I am so excited for this guest in this episode, but this one truly means a lot to me because... I have someone with me who not only have all of you been asking about asking when am I going to interview Kevin? When am I going to sit down and have a conversation with Kevin? But I'm super excited about this one because Kevin honestly is one of the huge reasons why I do mental health advocacy work. He's part of the reason that inspired me to start The Gray Matters because he showed me that everyday people like you and myself, can do this work and can be out here on the front lines talking about suicide, talking about the suck, talking about the heart issues. So I'm super thrilled, super honored, and super excited to have Kevin with me today. So Kevin, I'm going to have you introduce a little bit more about yourself, who you are, what you do, what's your favorite candy, all those fun things.
1: Uh, I like all candy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um it's great to finally be with all of you. Uh, we have been trying to set this up from for some time, but uh, Haley and I are are both very busy. So um, it's it's great to finally make this happen, um, and I'm looking forward to discussing some topics that really do need to be discussed. Um, and you know, discussing them with Haley is Uh, very comfortable for me um, because she's you know she's just part of my family so uh, I hope you stay tuned I hope you listen to uh, the full podcast and uh, I'm excited let's get started
0: yeah let's get into it so Kevin I think when people think of you they do think of Foster's voice so for those of you who don't know Kevin started, Kevin and his wife, Jamie, who Jamie's amazing too, um, both incredible people, but they started Foster's Voice Suicide Awareness, which is a 501c3 nonprofit, what, four years ago?
1: Yeah. Um, four years ago. We Yeah, we started uh, Foster's Voice on July 30th, uh, 2000, 2017.
0: Yeah. And so coming up on... For th- four year anniversary of the start of Foster's Voice in the mission of creating a world without suicide. Really, I-, I feel like that's the mission that we're called to. And so I very, very, I feel very blessed to be in this mission with Kevin because he does such an awesome work. He does awesome work advocating. But, you know, the first time I had, I actually heard Kevin speak was at this QC Paws event. Um, which was a kind of a worship night in the Quad Cities and just absolutely blew me away. And that's kind of when I knew, okay, I need him to speak at my gray matters event. And that's kind of where I got to know Kevin more, but Kevin, I want to hear a little bit more from you in terms of what is Foster's voice to you?
1: Well, Foster's voice is something a little different to me than I, I believe it is to everybody else out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Foster's voice to me is, is personal. Um, Foster's voice to me is, is the carrying on of my son, uh, who I lost to suicide at 19 years old on July 21st uh, of 2017. So, you know, to me, it's, it's how I continue to move forward, um, with my son in a life where he's physically not present and take that step, uh, day by day to continue to move forward and to, you know, make something out of a tragedy that should not have happened, um, It has it has to mean something. Mm-hmm. So Foster's voice, to me, you know, means a little something different than what it does to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, Foster's voice is is family. You know, it's a representation to me of my son moving forward in this world. To try to help other people and to make a difference and to take a tragedy and make it useful, to make it matter. Uh, so it's just not a waste of life uh, to, to try to make a benefit out of a loss. And, uh, you know, it's hard at times, you know, nothing replaces my son. Um, But we all have it within us to try to do some kind of good in this world. And, you know, I I like to think that I was a good person, you know, before losing my son. But I've said it many a times, you know, it was my job as a father to make my son a better man. And what actually happened was my son... Uh, made me a better man. Um, And I'm definitely a better person today than I was before because of Foster um, and through Foster's voice. So um, that's what, that's what it is for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, you know, I was, it's always hard because I didn't know Foster, but I knew I I literally remember where I was, what I was wearing, what I was doing when I heard about it, that he had died. And, you know, I had family members that worked with them and knew him. And it's just – it's crazy from an outside perspective looking at it because you look at someone like Foster and you think there's no way that this kid struggles. He was popular. Wasn't he on the homecoming court? Yeah. I mean, he – people knew him. People loved him. It just – it, he didn't fit the quote-unquote mold that most people think of Yeah, yeah. in terms of, of someone who might be suicidal. Um, and, and I think that's something that we advocate about, too, is you don't know what someone's struggling with, right, behind closed doors. Someone could look like, you know, popular, they have it all, or, or whatever that might even mean to, to you or to someone, but everyone's got a story.
1: Everybody does. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, we talked about shock earlier. Um, it shocked a lot of people. Um, and suicide does that, um, anyway, but, you know, Foster was somebody that you just didn't see it coming. Um, he was popular, you know, he did have a lot of friends. He was very social. Um, he was on homecoming court his senior year of high school. Um, He always smiled, always had a smile on. He was a clown. You know, he was always joking and making jokes. And uh, when he took his own life, um, it caught a lot of people off guard. Um, It shocked a lot of people. And those type of moments, uh, you know, Haley, like you said, you remember exactly where you were, what you were wearing. Um, When moments like that happen, um, it leaves an impression. Uh, on them and and they remember those moments that day for me you know is as vivid as yesterday was you know I I couldn't tell you what I had for dinner last night but I can recall you know every moment leading up to that exact moment that I got the phone call from my wife throughout the rest of the day Mm -hmm. um you know I, I I mean everything the smells the the sounds, uh, you know, the heat, um, you know, mid July, and it was 100 degrees, and you know, I can remember everything. That'll that'll never go away for me, um, and those are all triggers as well. Um, but there is no there is no pattern to follow with suicide. Uh, everybody has their own battles. Um, and you can't look at somebody and say that, you know, they have it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, because in honesty, um, none of us really do. Um, you know, we all have our own battles that we fight every day. Uh, some small, some large, and that's okay. Cause we're supposed to, mm-hmm. um, you yeah. know, we, we all have things in life that we have to deal with. Um, It's part of living, you know, it's part of being, but it's how we handle and how we cope and how we deal with these things um, that can either lead to uh, positivity or can lead to negativity. So that's why we advocate. That's why we try to make the differences and we try to lean on the positive sides, Um, you know, Making sure that people understand what can be done, and you know, taking the right steps instead of the wrong steps, because it's very easy to get turned around in that confusion.
0: Yeah.
1: My son got turned around, but see, I was—I uh, wasn't paying close enough attention you know, because I was like a lot of other people out there and, you know, not my son, you know, not my child. And I hear that a lot in the social uh, aspect of lost survivors, you know, you hear about losing a child, whether it be to illness or accident or whatever it may be. And you're like, Oh, my, my goodness, I can't imagine, you know, but it won't happen to me. Um, But it did. And it did happen to me. You know, that's the world that I lived in. You know, Um, I just wasn't paying close enough attention. And, you know, our intentions are never, you know, to scare parents or to scare anybody. Um, that, hey, if, you know, if you're not doing this or you're not doing that, you know, something's going to happen to you. Yeah. We just want everybody to pay attention and look for the signs, yeah. you know. Um, you know, y- you have to pay attention as a parent. You, you know, parents are, are quick to go through dresser drawers and everything else looking for marijuana or looking for alcohol, but you better be looking to pick up the signs for, for their kids that are struggling uh, mentally as well, or their brain health and checking in on that as well, because it's a killer as well. And it's a silent killer. And uh, we just don't talk about it enough as a society.
0: Yeah, we don't,
1: you know, it holds that stigma. And until we do, um, It'll always hold some kind of taboo stigma to it. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm, you know, I'm not ashamed of my son. I'm not ashamed to talk about it um, because we want to make a difference. You know, we don't want it to happen to anybody else. It's important that people understand the whole point of Foster's voice is that what happened to our family doesn't happen to yours. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's the whole point of it. Uh, you know, making sure that you don't become that parent who didn't pay close enough attention. Yeah. And for the ones that are struggling, that are out there hurting, that they understand that there's a way out. For the ones who are lonely and feel like nobody cares, they're not loved, um, you know, that they understand that I promised them that that is not true. Mm. Um, because we care. Every loss that happens uh, to suicide um, cuts deep um, in more ways than what people understand. Um, It hurts social, uh, it hurts our social fabric, the way that we move around. And um, I truly believe that everybody has a purpose in life and what they do. Mm -hmm. Some have discovered what that is, others have not. But it's there. Um, you have to give it time to find it, but it is there. And so many people, it seems like, are giving up before they, they found what they're really supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about a career, I'm not talking about a hobby. I'm talking about what you're supposed to do to impact society and other people. And that doesn't mean that you go stand on a soapbox at some corner. What it means is how do you impact society? How do you impact the world? And it it starts simply with yourself and being the type of person that you can be proud of. And then for some people, you know, it's raising a family and treating your spouse with respect and love. And then that grows into children that you can treat with respect and love and nurture and treat them to be the same way and do community service and, and build a society that's built on love and not anger and, and not hate and do the, the little things the right way. Because a lot of little things lead to the big things. So I think sometimes we search to make big changes Mm -hmm. when honestly it's the little ones added up that is the big change Mm -hmm. and we just all have to do little things so they need to understand that it starts one day at a time knowing that they can make a difference because i i truly do believe that everybody has a purpose and that everybody is capable of making that change I have never encountered anybody through Foster's voice ever that I have not looked square in the eye and have not felt that they have not impacted me in some way, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: whether it be an adult or a child, I say child, but it's usually a teenager (laughs) who may be struggling or whether it be a parent who has a child who's struggling every person that I've ever met has impacted me Mm. in some type of way. Yeah. They've impacted me as a person. They've helped me grow. They've taught me lessons. And if that's not changing the world, then I'm lost Mm. because, uh, when you impact others, that's the only way the world changes. Only way, no, no, no amount of money can do that. Just Mm one-on-one person to person, listening to somebody else's story, sharing their concerns, hearing them. That's how you change the world. And everybody has that ability, everybody. What not everybody is willing to do is listen. And that's where we have to have to change. We have to listen. If we'd all listen for a minute, then we've got something moving forward.
0: Yeah. I remember when you came to the first Gray Matters event. And I remember well A, when you spoke, I remember looking out into the crowd and seeing there was not one dry eye in the room. People that big jock football players that I had never seen cry who were kind of known as the a-holes or whatever, you know, were sobbing in in the corner. And I, I remember at one point you turned around and you said, and Haley changed my world. And I just remember, I just, (laughs) I was already sobbing, but I remember I started sobbing more because I thought to myself, if you and Jamie would have never have taken this, I mean, you you both could have just, I mean, you you both could have just sat there and, and cried and, and done the healing process by yourself, but you did it out loud. And by you doing that, you both impacted so many people. And like, I, <laughs> I'm getting emotional because I, if you guys wouldn't have stood up and started talking about it, like, I don't even think I would be here. I don't think the people. All the, I know the people that you've touched. So many people have come to you, have come to me, and, and talked about how what we do has changed their life and saved their life. And I just think about when you're saying, you know, we change the world one person at a time. You've done that for me. You've done that for so many other people who I know for a fact would not be here had you not have stood up and said, "Hey, I'm hurting." but I'm going to do it out loud and I'm going to show people the pain of this to recognize that it's okay, not to be okay. You don't have to, you don't have to suffer in silence just to do something about this because I know how hard, I actually don't know how hard and terrible this loss has been, but I can only imagine. And I've felt it, what it's been like even in my position to just have suicidal thoughts and to battle what I battle every single day, but oh my gosh, if you and Jamie would have never have started Foster's Voice, I don't, I probably would not be alive. I really don't think I would be. And so, A, I just want to thank you for what you do every single day, but B also, you know, you say you want to change the world one person at a time. And I just think about how many worlds you already have changed. And, And you're showing people too, that, you don't have to be some mental health expert to listen and care about someone and show compassion. You just do it just from being who you are and relating to people and loving people for who they are as they are. So I just want to take that moment to thank you. Cause I just started like tearing up over here. I'm like, gosh, I don't know where I would be without Foster's voice. I don't. Wow.
1: No. That's very kind, and I thank you very much. And you know how much we love you. Um, you know, suicide prevention is something you never you never know who you affect and who you don't. Mm-hmm. And true. that's perfectly fine. You know, the, the whole point is to get the message across. And we just want Foster's message across. We want it to be heard by as many people as we, we can get it out there too. And, you know, hurting, you know, I hurt every day, you know, I'm a father who lost his son. That won't go away. And nothing's gonna change that. Nothing's gonna change my pain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're right. Um we could handle this internally, and that would be okay. Mm-hmm. There yeah. would be nothing wrong with that. There's there's no, you know, rule or law that says that you know, our son took his life, so we have to step up now and be an advocate for it. Um, it's perfectly fine to sit at home and deal with your emotions and to deal with what comes Mm -hmm. and to do whatever you need to do to get through um, such a life-changing event. And it is life-changing because I'm not the same person. When my son died, so did I. Yeah. Um, You know, part of me died with him i'll never be the same man that i was then and um i'll never be the same person um i'll you know i hope i'm a better person i feel like i am um but the night that foster passed away first of all you know when something like that happens everything goes haywire um You know your house is busy there's people in and out and all over the place you know family coming and um friends and you're just kind of bombarded and then they go away they go home um you know which they're supposed to do um but then it's it's real quiet real fast and the night that foster passed away as, as jamie and i were laying in bed um You know, I had to listen to my wife's sobs, and there was nothing, um, nothing I could do to change it. I couldn't hold her. I couldn't say anything to make any difference. Um, You know, nothing was going to change it. Um, It's a very helpless feeling, uh, knowing somebody you love is hurting so bad, and you're hurting that bad and you don't know what to do and you're confused and you're shocked and your heart's broken and you have no idea what to do. Um, but I knew then and there, um, that very night that I didn't want any other families to feel the pain that we felt. I knew that my son still had a life in this world if we were strong enough to give it to him. And that's where Foster's voice first started was that very first day. Um, there was just this thought that he could help people still, that he could, he could make a difference for somebody. Mm-hmm. And if we, could, if we could muster up enough strength to do something, then if we could just help one person, I mean, think about that, really, just one person.
0: Yeah.
1: If you had the opportunity to help one person, just one person remain here on this earth, what would you do to do that? Would you suffer a little bit? If a person was standing on a bridge, would you not help talk them down? Would you, you know, what would you do to keep one person here? Would you donate blood? Would you, you know, what would you do to keep that person here? And uh, our situation's no different. We have to speak, we have to tell Foster's story. And if we can reach that one person, um, then it'll all be worth it because we would have saved somebody's life and we would have saved hundreds of other people from facing the devastation of them uh, no longer being here. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the alternative was for me um never an option um
0: yeah
1: you know we just had to we had to do something we had we had to we had to do something um now that that doesn't mean that the pain and everything just goes away (laughs) um it takes a lot it still does um you know four years later on the 21st of July this year will be four years and every day can still be a struggle. Um, but I'm proud of my son. I'm proud of Foster and I'm proud of the work that he's done the past four years. Um, and, uh, I hope he continues. Um, I think Foster has uh, a lot still in store for, For the community and and for uh all of his followers i really do
0: yeah and i know i know a lot of people especially the more that we've done this work i've met a lot of people who've lost someone to suicide and you know i've even struggled with you know because thank god i've never had to experience that loss and i hope i never do
1: that's why we fight
0: that's why we fight. Exactly. Um, and I found that I have a very hard time trying to help, you know, cause it's like, I can't take that pain of the loss away. I wish I could. Yeah. I so wish I could, but you know, is there any, anything that helped you and Jamie as you were trying to heal from this or even just, I mean, we talk about the suck on this show, but this is like That's far in. I mean, that is, Yeah. that's hard. So what helped you in some way just get through the pain? You know, and the pain hasn't stopped, but what helps you carry it or manage it still?
1: Yeah, and I think you're talking in in two different forms there. I think you're talking about the first initial wave Mm -hmm. um, that first, first comes. Because what happens is when you first lose your loved one, Um, You're just bombarded with emotion. Um, You know, you're hit with immense heartbreak, um, a pain unlike anything you've ever felt. But at the exact same time, um, you're overwhelmed with shock. Um, You know, and the shock is, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's it's a good thing um it really is because you know the shock is what allows you to move forward honestly because otherwise the heartbreak would be so so bad i don't think you would be able to move forward without the shock yeah the shock is what allows you to take your step forward and survive and i know that sounds odd but the shock actually numbs some of the heartbreak Yeah. Trust me, you're in plenty of heartbreak when something like that happens. But the shock of it all leaves you kind of bewildered and in disbelief. Um, And there's nothing you can do with that. Um, You know, it's everybody. Grief is is an odd thing um, and everybody handles it differently. Yep. you know so initially for me um you know you just you have to do what feels comfortable and one of the things that i noticed um with myself was the question why Mm. i kept asking why why you know why and i would replay it over and over in my mind where did i go wrong what what happened? You know, why didn't this happen? Why didn't you reach out to me? Why didn't, if I shouldn't have done that, or a lot of whys. And I realized to myself that until I quit asking myself the question why, I was probably never going to move forward. And uh, because there, there's no answer to that question. Yeah, You know, I'm asking myself a question that there is no answer to. I'm, there's one person that has that answer. And uh, I'm not going to get that answer in this lifetime. So I decided to make a point that I was going to quit asking myself why. And when I did that, I was able to take a bigger step forward And start to heal a little bit, you know, and with healing comes laughter and smiling again. And we were talking about it earlier. The first time that that happens to you, the first reaction is to stop. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Stop laughing. Stop smiling because it'll dawn on you that you're you're actually feeling happy and you shouldn't. so you need to stop. stop feeling happy. you know you lost your son to suicide you, you shouldn't be happy. and that's wrong. That's a hundred percent wrong because you are allowed to feel happy again. And it happens different to everybody. Some people it happens, you know, on tomorrow and some people it happens the next day um but when it does come don't talk yourself out of it you know allow yourself to laugh because it's okay it's okay to laugh and it's okay to smile again because there's going to be plenty of the days when you're going to cry again
0: Mm
1: So the days that you are able to laugh, then laugh because it never goes away and it's always there. But when you find yourself laughing, don't talk yourself out of it. Enjoy it and let yourself laugh because because life is amazing. And if there's one thing I've learned over four years, life is hard. But life is also an amazing journey, full of amazing people. And every day is a new encounter with a new chance to make a difference for somebody else. And if you do that, you'd be surprised how much of a difference it makes in yourself. And I think we lose that just a little bit. We're so centered on trying to make a difference for ourselves that we forget that when we make a difference for other people, we're the ones that are getting everything in return. Yeah. And it doesn't always play out that way. But if you you go in every day thinking like that, you come out on top. Trust me on that.
0: Yeah. I love that you said it's okay to smile. It's okay to laugh again because I've talked to many people who have lost someone and they're, they're going through the stages of grief. And that's one of the things that I've heard is it's very hard to even try to think about moving forward from this, you know? And so it's, it's refreshing to hear that Um, because I, I even know there are a lot of people who listen to the podcast, this podcast. And, you know, just tell me every day, you know, today's hard. I can't get through this. And, you know, people who are saying, I I can only just survive today. Absolutely. And I, and I always tell them, I say, if that's all you can do, then do that.
1: that that's the goal. Though.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The goal is to get through the day.
0: Yep. Just survive. <coughs> even right. if that's rolling out of your bed and, you know, trying to get up or, or just laying there. I mean, God, I don't know what your day looks like, but I know when I'm struggling, I'm, I can barely move my body, you know, so it's okay to just survive.
1: Yeah. We're going back to the, again, we forget about the little things,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? Um, I think, I think we all want everything now.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: We always do. Yeah. Um, and I'm no different, you know? Um, you know, I, I, want my son all, all over the world. Um, and I want him there because he's my son, <laughs> you know, that, that's why that's the dad in there, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's the selfish part of me. You know, I want everybody to know who my son was because uh, I love him and I think he was a great kid, mm-hmm. you know? Um, But I also want him everywhere because I believe in his message. Um, But it doesn't happen overnight, you know, and I have no patience whatsoever. I really don't. Jamie will tell you that.
0: I don't either. It's okay.
1: But, you know, we forget about the little things add up, you know. So if, if today is a struggle for you, that's your goal. Your goal is today. We'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Yep. And tomorrow may be a little better. So we'll roll into tomorrow, tomorrow. And we keep building on the positives until they get better. Um, You know, and let's not underestimate the little things, you know, ever, because I firmly believe the little things add up. Pennies equal dollars, and you just keep going from there. Um, You have to start somewhere. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, one positive thing everybody every day before they go to bed at night should think of one positive thing that they they've done i try to do it every day you know today i made a difference you know in this way and it can be anything you Mm -hmm. know um it doesn't matter you know i hey i washed the car today you know Uh, that's something extra that you did that you normally wouldn't do. You think it doesn't matter, but maybe Bob next door washed his car and now his wife's not yelling at him. So you just say, Bob, OK, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's kind of an odd experience. But think about it. Little things do add up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, you take that example and, and I, I say it all the time, hold the door for the person coming out, uh, yeah. you know it's it's just uh it's easy to show kindness if we just try so you know before you go to bed at night think of something positive you did and if you didn't and you can't think of anything don't beat yourself up for it maybe you just had a busy day Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but tomorrow set your sights on doing something positive yeah you know yeah that's that's how we move forward make it a routine. And you'll be surprised at what you can do because everybody has that ability in them. We just, we don't tap into it. Yeah. We don't. I, I didn't tap into it for, you know, 47 years. Um, I was the most selfish person that there was probably. It was about what could I get? What could I do? You know, how can I provide? Uh, I never stopped to consider anybody. Um, sure. I was a good guy. Please. Thank you. Um, all that I'd help somebody if they needed help or asked for it, but I wasn't going out of my way to help somebody with something small. Now I try to do that every day. Mm. Um, because if I can do it, then maybe somebody else will pick up on it and maybe they'll do it. And that's how it spreads. Mm. You know, we gotta, we gotta spread some, I guess we gotta start somewhere and make that difference. And, um yeah yeah people think i'm crazy they really do um but i believe in it i believe in helping others and i believe it's in all of us to want to help other people i believe in you i believe that i believe that you know all of you out there who are listening deep down inside you really want to do something for somebody else. You just don't know how to start. And you start by something small. Like I said, next time you're at the grocery store, you know, you're pulling out a cart and there's somebody right, right behind you. Give them your cart you just pulled out, And then you grab another one for yourself. Mm-hmm. It sounds small, but it's really kind of big. Because it's just communication between two people silently saying, "Hey, I'm giving you something." I see you. Yeah, it's just a card. Yeah. But hey, I know you're there. Here, please take this one. You know, no words are exchanged, and I'll bet you nine times out of out of ten they say thank you.
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah.
1: You know, so it's it's that kind of stuff for me that that is the small stuff that we can all do that I really think make a difference. I, I just do. I, I I firmly believe that if everybody did that, you know, the world would really be a different place.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I just, I there's something inside of me that really tells me that that, that makes a difference. Yeah. And I'm not gonna change doing that. That's, and I'm gonna continue to ask others to do that as well.
0: Yeah, if there's something really incredible about it when you're going through something really hard and someone else does something small, or maybe it's something big, or even if it's just a text text message to tell you, Hey, I'm thinking about you or I'm praying for you or whatever it is. When that's happened to me, it is that feeling is indescribable because it makes you feel like people see me, you know, I'm not just, even if it's, you're suffering silently, but to just feel that love in that moment, to know someone cares that I'm alive, is huge when you're battling suicidal thoughts. That was huge for me.
1: Yeah, not not just suicidal thoughts, but for all of you that are out there listening, you can probably relate. But the biggest factor with depression is that people feel like they are unseen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And just a simple gesture can change that.
0: Yeah,
1: It doesn't solve the problem. Okay. There's still a need for professional help. There's still a need to take the right steps. I'm talking about what we can do as a society. Everyday people, everyday experiences one-on-one out in the real world to make a difference. Yep. And the biggest problem with depression is that people feel unseen. Mm-hmm. So let's see them. Let's yes. see them. Yep. Um, because they deserve to be seen. Um and I I want to see them. Uh, I really do. Um you know after COVID you know, we've talked about it on some of our uh, live chats and stuff like that. You know, I yeah. just I just wanted to hear people's stories. I wanted them to hear from them. And, you know, I wanted to hear how they were doing. I wanted to hear what they were going through. And you know, I I was curious. I wanted to know. You know, I, I truly wanted to know how they are. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I know there's a lot of you out there that that feel the same way. So you know let's ask let's talk let's communicate you know let's let's we're communal let's be communal
0: yeah
1: and that's what foster's voice tries to do at its events they try to make them fun so people are laughing and they're talking and they're communicating you know they're they're doing stuff and uh we're meant to be together
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we're meant to be together
0: yeah Yeah. Collective healing is very powerful. Very powerful. Um,
1: Isolation never helps anybody.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I know, you know, there's so many people who I think who do listen to this podcast, who actually will reach out to me and tell me, you know, that these episodes do mean a lot to them because they feel so alone. And I know even in the feeling of, you know, my bipolar depression is, is different you know from what someone else might experience but I know for me I push myself into isolation a lot of times and it's just the nature of the illness it's it's I feel like a burden I have to mm-hmm. to step away I have to isolate myself and I've had a lot of people who relate to that and have told me these episodes mean a lot because it makes them feel not alone even though there's no one there just to hear these stories it, it's so important and so Kevin you know I'm I'm wondering what advice would you have for someone who's in that spot, who's in the suck, who is just trying to make it day by day surviving? What would you tell them?
1: I'll tell you right now. If you're in the suck, you can survive it. The suck is a moment.
0: Mm.
1: It's not a lifetime. The suck is a moment you can survive the suck and you're not alone there's other people in the suck there's other people who are climbing out of the suck there's other people who are thriving after the suck um and there are people who genuinely care that you are stuck in the suck and that want to help. You know, if you're in the suck, I want you just to listen to the sound of my voice and know that everything that we do, we do for you. We do it for you. You're the reason for all the extra hours. You're the reason for every time that we stand up and speak. You are the reason why we put in the effort. You matter. You are loved. You are worth everything.
0: Ooh, that was powerful. That was powerful.
1: The truth always is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The term you matter always gets me because I think when I've been through it and I know some other people who've been through it just doesn't feel that way, you know, and I want everyone to, to know who's listening that you do matter. You do. Even in the the voice in your head, I, I call it my roommate. even if your roommate real or in your head tells you that you don't matter just please know that you are worthy because you are you there's never going to be another you ever and you are simply changing the world because someone else's life is better because you exist so that's why you have to fight and don't just do it Don't just do it for Kevin. Don't just do it for me. Don't just do it for those people who are happier because you exist, but do it for you. Because I can speak from experience. I know Kevin can too. When you get to the other side, whatever that other side is, whatever it looks like, you're going to be able to look back and say, I made it. And even someday, if you get the chance to tell your story, it's going to change someone else's. So don't give up. Don't quit, because we love you.
1: Never give up.
0: Ever. So we love you guys. Love you. Thank you so much, Kevin, for being here and sharing your story and just being you. <laughs> you're you're awesome. So.
1: Thank you for having me. Um, it's always an honor, you know, to be with you and. You do amazing work. I'm so proud of you. Everything you've done, um, it just uh, is always for other people. And that uh, that warms my heart very much. And you know how much I love you.
0: love you too.
1: And uh, I want everybody to know, um, we're gonna win. Mm. We're gonna win. And you're gonna win and uh, we're going to keep fighting, so join us, mm-hmm. fight with us, keep listening to Haley's podcast, she'll have some great guests on here for you guys, and um, just know how much I truly love all of you.
0: That's right, and that's why we're going to change the world.
1: We are going to change the world,
0: That's right, and you're going to help us. That's right, so... Follow us at Foster's Voice on Facebook or on Instagram, Twitter, website, fostersvoice.org. Check us out. And, And not only just for the purposes of the information, but just to be reminded of everything that we've told you today, that you matter, that you have purpose, and most importantly, that you are loved. You can survive the suck, like Kevin said. That's why we do this. That's why we're taking time to do this and to tell you this, that, you can survive it because you're strong. So we love you. We're praying for you. Keep on surviving the suck. We'll get through this. Kevin and I are are rooting for you. So Every, every day, every day. That's right. So we love you guys. Thanks so much. Keep on keeping on.